I want to thank Sari Solomon for arranging the Zoom. I want to thank for all those that are here presently. It's interesting, on a day that Klal Yisrael is sitting on the floor, that still so much beauty of our people is brought out today. There's shiurim, there's so many shiurim, so many people getting together, pushing to grow, to develop their people. We're sitting here together on a fast, and we're thinking about Avelos, Tshuva, it brings out a day that our nation is sitting on the floor, that this morning we were sitting on the floor, and morning also brings out how much we didn't fit on the floor. It didn't look right, it was pointed out in any place people were sitting on the floor. We're a people who don't look, it doesn't look right. We said in, we said in Eicha, Hishlech Mishamayim Eretz Estferes Yisro. The glory of the Jewish people was thrown to the floor this morning, Rev. Ezi described to us during Kinnis, the Kleisenberger Rebbe, how he looked in the concentration camp, this elevated, beautiful, beautiful person, and it just was striking such a yid, such a malach, such a gorgeous human being, amidst difficult situations. Recording in progress. It actually highlighted, it actually highlighted the difficult situation how much it didn't fit actually highlighted the backdrop of what was to what who he was highlighted his own preciousness in a weird way us sitting on the floor highlighted how much we don't belong on the floor it just it was so obvious we didn't belong there our preciousness i want to try for a few minutes i want to speak about something tishabov has avelus avelus is the I don't, want to, I don't want to say the word art because it's natural. We focus on the lack and we mourn that which we're missing and, and we're capable and it's important to notice what we're missing. And we spent a lot of last night and a lot of this morning mourning and, and recognizing lack and chesaron. We're very, very good. We're amazingly positive people. There's nobody like Klal Yisrael who's been through the history we've been through who would look like we look like today. We're an incredible people. And through difficulty and through challenges, both personal and public, we push through and we create. And nonetheless, it's important to get in touch with that which is missing. We don't want to be pretend. I would give the visual of a family that lost a loved one. So... To sit in misery their whole life wouldn't be the point. They would certainly, certainly, with great positivity, they would build something beautiful. But they're also in touch. They're also in touch with their lack. This morning, Revezi spoke about the Kleisenberger Rebbe. He said something brilliant. The Kleisenberger Rebbe lost his wife and 11 children. His wife and 11 children were killed by the Nazis. And this hero, this big person, this giant, he was a rebel, he lost his whole chasidus. Everybody he ever liked, he didn't just lose his family, he lost his family and anybody else who would be second place for support, he lost also. 
And Rav Ezi said something brilliant. Rav Ezi studies Gedolim and Sadiqim. He read a lot about him. And what he said is accurate. The Kleisenberger Rebbe rebuilt. He rebuilt tremendous things. He made a chasidus. It's known in Kleisenberg, the chasidim learned shas. The Rebbe pushed. Mephala shas, the Kleisenberger Rebbe has hundreds of young light. Hundreds learning through shas. And the Kleisenberger Rebbe was a big pusher of Mephala shas. Built a beautiful chasidus, the Luniato Hospital that's helped hundreds and hundreds of people, the Kleisenberger Rebbe built. In every area, Torah, Chesed, Tefillin, every area the man built. What Rav Ezi brilliantly said about him is a man who felt his sar. He didn't just strengthen and ignore. He was very aware of loss. He was in a lot of pain. The Kleisenberger Rebbe lived with tremendous pain. The loss and that which is missing, he was keenly aware of. It wasn't an energy of just ignore, pretend, and then you could build, become like this tiger, this unfeel, unfeeling tiger, but you'll build. And a human being's capable of ignoring reality, but I'm not convinced you'll build beautiful things. The beauty of the Kleisenberger Rebbe represents the beauty of our nation. We're very in touch with void. We're very in touch with void. And yet we build, and yet we build, and not yet we build, even because we're in touch, because we feel and we're in touch, we're very in touch of what was and what should be. And the lacks and that which is missing and that which we grapple and struggle is not lost on us. It's never forgotten. And Tishabab is a day that we speak and we've spoken. We've sat in the morning, we've sat last night, and we've contemplated loss. But there's another task to Tishabav. And the other task is it is a tainus. Avelim don't fast. And fascinatingly, it almost doesn't fit. The not wearing shoes makes sense. The not washing makes sense. We're mourning, we're thinking about lack. So there are many, the fact that we don't greet each other, that we're not giving warm, that's probably the biggest inuit, to pass by people. People have traveled long distance to come up. And we're not, we're not being warm. We're not greeting each other. We're not, because we're focused on void, on lack, on badad, alone. There's something missing. There's something not here. It's interesting. A greeting from a friend fills up tremendous voids. Don't forget that. And it's important. A varma greeting is so, you could feel on Teshuvah, we know how important we are, I'm going to greet people much better after Tishba. Because it's so, the chassan, a chassan came up today, Yoel Grossman, I've been waiting for him all summer, I see him today. It's so painful, Yoel! No, no, it's Tishba, it's Tishba, he left. He left, he does not feel how much I love him. He won't even see this, he's traveling soon. And the chassan left and I couldn't hand him. Because today we're getting in touch with void, and in some ways, the Shalom Aleichem, it's very powerful, but it also can cover up some void that on Tishabav we want to be in touch with. For our construction and for what we want to make, we, we fill the voids in healthy and good ways. The Shalom Aleichem is a very healthy way. 
But on Tisha B'Av, we're in touch with void. And the halachas that we are living and keeping are very fitting and make sense for people who are in touch with void. It very much frustrates me when people say we're not shaykh to Tisha B'Av. I have found it to be a remarkable day so far. And we're not in touch with void. Have we become so pretend that we're not in touch, that we want more, that we feel a little empty? That of course we have connections and relationships, but we want them deeper and better and more and always. Have we become so pretend? So, so certainly Tishabab is a day we're shaykh to. And certainly we've spent a lot of time on void. But I feel like in the afternoon, as the day goes on, there's another part of the day that has to be expressed and has to be focused on also, and that's the tshuva component. Because it's a fast also. And I want to say fasts are brilliant. Many youngsters have asked me, have asked, asked me, asked each other, asked themselves, like, why do they institute fasts? Like, what's the... Of course, Rabbi said, we have different parts to ourselves. We have different parts. And our body and our goof is massively important. Massively. We can't put on tefillin without our body. We can't light the Shabbos Neiros without our body. We can't sit in the sukkah without our body. We can't observe. We can't not do malacha. We can't make kiddush on Shabbos without a body. The body is wonderful. The body is huge. But we always have to make sure that the Eved is controlled by the Adon, the Neshama. The body shouldn't dominate and take control. Fasts are brilliant. Fasts are, it's true, we're thinking about food a little bit, we're hungry. But we're saying to ourselves that there's other parts that we want to focus on. There are other parts to ourselves. Our body's important and we're going to care for our bodies very, very much. We're going to feed our bodies and bathe our bodies. But today we're not eating because we're making sure that there's another part that's in charge and we're telling our bodies, not yet, not yet. We're going to feed you and take good care of you. But we're empowering another part and the tainus is a yom tshuva, is a day to recalibrate our system, to make sure that the soul, that the neshama, that the seichel, that the elevated part of the person's in charge. And as such, we tell our body today, hold steady, I'm going to take care of you. But I don't want to be dominated. You don't dominate. And the Seichon, they made a day that the Neshama, it's not a physical, it's not a very physical day, young times. There's something so cool that our Chazal took a day of mourning lack and made it a fast. If we would have been at that meeting, I wonder if we would have said to Chazal, like, why do two things at once? Make a day of of, you know, the, of, of, of a day that will be built around void and lack. And we would eat on that day. There's nothing to do with anything. We'd eat. And then a Yom Tainus, maybe the day after Tisha B'av is a Yom Tainus. But no, no, no. Tisha B'av is a Yom Tainus. There's something profoundly encouraging about that. It's encouraging is because there's what we could do. A Tainus says that we could do something. There's void... But it's built, and recognizing the void, but it's built with the young tainus, is there things we could do? To help fill those voids, there are things we could do, and that's the tainus. And the whole three weeks are bookended by two tanes and two taneos. 
We started Shabbos Vitamas and we end Tishba, the Tutanias. And as such, I want this afternoon, everybody's pushing to have a Tishabov, to have to have a Tishabov and to have a day of a Mayat, a time that we get in touch with that which is missing, and Tainus, and a day where we try to rectify and fix. What I try to do, what I think it's, it's, it seems to be to me in the halachas of the day, the ikra of the Avelus is in the morning. Look, we're sitting on chairs right now. Everybody's sitting on chairs right now. We all put on our tefillin. By mincha, we put on tefillin. So we put back our glory. Lack, this morning we took off our tefillin. This morning we weren't, this morning we didn't wear tefillin. We were very in touch with void. We couldn't put on our tefillin. My son asked me, he said, Tati, why aren't we wearing shoes? Israel Mayer wanted to know why we're not wearing shoes. So I said, Yisrael Mayer, shoes are a human being is very powerful. And Hashem gave us a world to dominate. He gave us a world to utilize in His service. And shoes represents the next most powerful thing to a human being is an animal. And we take the skin of an animal and we wrap our feet. Does anything express man's domination over the world? That Hashem, we're powerful and a man has the capacity, a human being, a man or a lady is given the world, Hashem's precious world, to serve Him. And the world, the human's tremendous strength his tremendous, what I, we, every single morning in the brachas, we say, Shem does all my needs. He gives it all to me. And we're taught that it refers to wearing shoes. We have in mind, is shoes. Why shoes? I mean, there are plenty we're doing fine today without shoes. But shoes represent, you take leather and you wrap your feet and then you walk comfortably, represents a world handed to man. And a human being's control of the world, a human being's status and position in the world. On the day of Tisha B'Av, we were thinking about void and lack. We're not feeling so powerful. We're not, we're not putting on shoes today. I told Yisrael Mayer, today we're thinking about, not about our power and our strength and all that we have, Today we're mourning, we're missing a lot. We're chaser, we're chaser. We're missing a lot. There's a world, you know, we have, we have gorgeous sdurm. Our Pesach Seder is magnificent, but we're missing the carbon Pesach. Right in the center, it's like such a hole in the Seder, it's awkward. We're missing, that's all represents, there's more. We have good, we have such nice moments, a beautiful Shabbos. Beautiful learning experience. We have so much disclarity, so much confusion. We have moments, times, we mamish, we sing a song and we feel. But we have a lot of moments we don't. And on Tisha B'Av, we're in touch with a lot of void, a lot of lack, and as such, we didn't wear shoes. So all those halachas, for certain, we, we've kept Baruch Hashem, but we're fasting today. And we're fasting is the lesson that to all the lack and void, there's what we could yet do. There's what we could do to fill the voids. And after Chatzais, I think it's Kedai, and what I try to do personally, and together with the Chabura here, and we're on Zoom as well, the Zoom Eilam as well, what we'll try to do after Chatzais, 
Now that today we've gone back to our chair, we're still keeping, we're not greeting each other, but we've gone back to our chairs, we've put on our tefillin, is we're going to try to focus on shofa, on that which we can fill. And I want to share, one of the kinnas this year hit me. I came out in most years, I try to speak on many of the kinnas. This year it was over for me by kinna. The first kinna we read, like, it captured, it, it caught my focus. And I had trouble moving on from Kinna Yud Aleph. It was Kinna Yud Aleph. I think it was the second one this morning that we read here. We read Kinna Vav, and then we skipped to Yud Aleph. And the Kinna, I want to share what captured me. And I want to say a message to everybody here. I want to say a message that I think could be something that we could bring to our lives. An attitude, a difficult attitude, but we could bring it to our lives all the, all the circumstances of our lives, I want to share something that's hard. It's easy to say and it's hard to live, but it struck me. The Kinnah Yud Aleph is probably, as we discussed this morning, it's probably the most, I, I think it's fair to say that it's the most important Kinnah we said today. I say that you have to back up. You can't say dramatic statements and not back up. I back it up because the Navi Yermia instituted that kinnah. I don't say he wrote it. What we have is Pashtas Rebelazar Kalir, though it's debatable. It's debatable. There are different shaitas who wrote this kinnah. But for sure, the Navi Yermia Institute and some of the words were taken from Yermia Navi. The great prophet Yermia, the great Navi Yermia Navi instituted this kinnah. So it's certainly, it's the earliest kinnah we have. This side of Eicha, maybe the most important thing that we read on Tishabab is this Kenna. Now, if we were writing the history, it was a tragic period in our people. Two kings in a row. Do you understand what that means? The most powerful Jew is leading Yidden astray. Tragic. The position that's meant to enlighten, to encourage, to uplift. A Melech is meant to uplift the Ummah. To raise up David Melech Yisrael. David is Levavoy Levavoham. His heart is the heart of a nation. The king is in a position to uplift the nation. Do you know the backwards world that the Melech Menashe Arasha? He was Arasha, he did Shuv at the end. The Shuv at the end, he, he, he fixed a little bit. Menashe, not a Shuvah Shlem. But Menashe led the Yidden, the heart of the nation led us astray, he led us to avoid the Zarah. And then his son did the same. You're talking about a period of Meredith Hester. Tremendous difficulty and challenges. Tremendous distance from Hashem. And amidst these two kings, Menashe has a grandson. His grandson's called Yeshio. And Yeshio became king very young. His father was murdered. And he becomes king at a very young age. That's how Malucha works. It goes father to son. And when he's 26 years old, in the 18th year of his Malucha, he has a Cyrus of Tshuva. He has an arousal. He gets aroused to do Tshuva. He has a Cyrus. He's awakened to Tshuva. And the Navi, Yermiyah Navi, says a kino, he says a, a eulogy, a wailing on this Sadak. He calls him, he compares him to Maishar Rabbeinu. 
He says, That's a crazy line. That's, in our world, to say that, that's wild. Whoever wrote the Kinna, Jews across the world, Yidin in any place they are, said that this morning. That Yeshio from the days of Avigdor, nobody came like him. From, since Maishu Rabbeinu, there hasn't been a leader like him. And I want to say something, that from the ashes of struggle emerges the greatest things. That amidst, amidst all this difficulty, one person amidst difficulty, mired and steeped in generations of difficulty, it emerges a Yeshio. And it's a kinder we read and speak about and think about this great, this giant. And I want to say about all the difficult situations of our life, all the difficulties of our life, that precisely from and through difficulty, great, great things have happened in our history. And I think it's important, the attitude-wise, we all face challenges in our life. It's an oilam on it's an island of challenges, a world of challenges. But the word Nisayin, the word Nisayin, besides to mean challenge, it means Nisayin means a nace, means miracles. And challenges produce miracles. Difficulty and struggle and difficult and dark times produce miracles. They produce. The word nes and isayin, that it's the same word, challenge and nes, miracles. Miracles are people who live above nature. They don't just go with the flow. That's a nes, a miracle. People who don't just go with the flow. They're not just what was yesterday is today. Yeshio was a nes. And his nesayin produces his nes. Amidst generations mired in rebellion, Generations mired in Hester Panim emerges a Yeshio, emerges somebody who gets the moment, who overcomes the moment, who actually utilizes the moment to get tremendous Kirvis Hashem. It's interesting, we discussed this morning how little it took. That one Pasuk, he saw a Pasuk in the Torah, said, One Pasuk. One Pasuk spoke, went deep into his heart. It struck Yeshio in a deep way. He did shuva himself. And then he brought the entirety of our nation from, from one end of Klai Yisrael to the other to shuva. And I want to say the attitude of difficulties. This is a world of challenges. There's a lot of Hester Panim. It's Gullus. They're a world of challenges. And I want to say if we can but recognize that Challenges are opportunities to be heroes. A Nisayan is an opportunity to create Nisim, to overcome, to go above our nature. Every Nisayan says that the Stam is, we're in our nation, let's look back to our birth. On the day of Tshuva, we gotta go back to basics. We wanna go back to who we are. We come from Avram. Avram comes from a society that was corrupt from a family that was living distant from Hashem, a community living distance from Hashem. And from within that situation arises a nace, arises a miracle. A person who goes against, defies what was, what should have been, 
and he creates an ace, he creates a miracle, lemalam and ateva, above his nature. And the story of all our travels and all our struggles is Hashem is giving us and begging us and allowing us to produce nisim, to create miracles, to rise above our nature. It's putting us in all different situations and there's one nation on earth that's a nation of miracle workers. We're poyale nisim, we're, workers, we're, we're miracle workers. People that are asked, people that are asked to create nisim, to rise above our nature. And I think if we can have an attitude amidst challenges, there's difficulties in our life. There's Hester, there's, there's all different struggles in our life, but if we can work miracles, all of us are here, all of us are here have grandparents or great-grandparents or great-great-grandparents. On Tisha B'av, I think a lot about my Oma. My Oma was 16 and her world was killed. Her world was ended, her parents were killed, her tata, her mama, and her siblings were nifter. And I think about Oma's choices alone. This was, a late, this was a girl who had a beautiful family, didn't have the opportunity to go to yeshiva, she went to public school. And this young lady, this young girl, 16 years old, alone in the world, a brother she only discovered later on, and she built, and she built, and today there are a couple of hundred of descendants, there are hundreds of descendants from this one person, all from loyalist Hashem. She produced Nisim. Amidst challenge, amidst Hester, amidst darkness, amidst unclarity, she found clarity and produced Nisim. And I want to say to us all that all of us face difficulties. I want to talk about the fasting part of Tisha B'av, our capacity amidst difficulty to grab onto some clarity. There's a Yid, Rabbi Stern from Imre Bina, is very close to, was very close to him, Rabbi Marx. He was a tzaddik, beautiful person. And Rabbi Stern introduced many of us. He was an incredible, incredible human being. We were Zaycha, that his step-grandson learned in the yeshiva many, many years ago. Lives in Baltimore today. Benjamin Moas helped, is involved in Chinuch and helping many people. And this Reb Marks, an incredible person, him and his wife, an incredible person. He's in Olam Abad today, Reb Marks. It's interesting, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story. I was go. I was. I went to Eretz Yisrael. We had that Shabbos together in Eretz Yisrael, and it's hectic. It's a busy Shabbos. And I had the opportunity in middle of the Shabbos to go with a whole. I try not to do other things. I'm there very focused. Usually, when I go, I don't go to the kaisel. When I go for that Shabbos, I'm focused on being with the guys and the guys being together. There's a focus. I don't like split focuses. There's a mission, I get on the plane, there's a purpose. I want to be with Vigi Ben Ayim, I want to be with Michal. I try not to do other things. So, because that, I'm there for a purpose. It happened to have been then that Rice Stern arranged that with all the Hevra we could go see Reb Marx. We can go see this big tzaddik. And I cleared, I cleared, I didn't have my hat on me. I didn't have my hat. Do you visit a big tzaddik? There's a levosh. It's a chesidah. Chesidah sheyid. There's a levosh. You visit a chashem. Chesidah sheyid. A tzaddik. A talmud chacham. So I cleared for a second. Like maybe I shouldn't walk in. 
You know, you come, you expect it, you garb. I don't want to be pagan in his coven. <laughs> I end, I, end I, I was too tempted, right? Stern spoke about him a lot, and I had heard about this sadik. I needed to see him. So I went in without my garb. I could tell you the way he looked at me. If I came in my tank top, I should have been wearing my tank top and shorts. He didn't, I've seen Sadiqim like this. He loves Yidin. He loved Yidin. He didn't notice, it didn't make one stitch of difference what I was wearing. It's interesting. Rebezi said this morning from the Kleisenberger Rebbe, he said that he misses one thing from the Holocaust, from the Shaya. He misses, can you imagine? The man lost 11 children, lost his wife. The man lost his entire world, all his chassidim. And he said he misses something from the Shaya. The man who wasn't the funny person, was a very serious man, a very driven human being. He said, I missed something from the Shaya. He said, I missed on the death march. I, I, we held arms, all the Yidin as we're walking. Everybody was liked each other. Everybody was equal. He said, none of us had beards, pet, none of us had anything. We all were the same and we held arms. We locked arms, yid and yid, and he said, I missed that. That all yidn had a love for each other. Rev. Mark, when I went into him to say it was like funny that I cleared for a second, I'm not wearing my hat. He, wouldn't, he didn't get, he saw me, my hat, my levush meant nothing to him. Meant zero, I can't. He saw a person, the validation I felt from meeting, tremendous love I felt from that tzaddik. He spoke about the Yad Hashem that he saw in the Holocaust. He wrote, I had somewhere in my house, it could be I still have writings from him. And he wrote the Yad Hashem, the tremendous hands of Hashem he saw amidst the Churban Yeroipa, amidst the whole tragedy, he wrote the hands of Hashem. And he then built the life, he was a tremendous Baal Chesed, him and his wife, besides being a Talmud Chacham, him and his wife would have over, they bought a restaurant and they turned it into a place of Achnas HaSarchim. And every Shabbos Suda, his wife had been a high-powered lawyer, very fascinating shidduch. She had been a high-powered American lawyer, and she was in her 50s. She said, I want to marry a Talmud Chacham. Somebody said, there's a Gericha. She was an all-world American lady at Sadekas, wonderful person. I was Zeichir to know her. And her husband was a Gericha, and she just wanted a Talmud Chacham. And then they had a tremendous marriage, these two Tzadikim. And they bought a restaurant, and they would serve people. They loved Yidin. hundred Yidin would come to Suda Shabbos by them. He would speak about the beauty, the kindness of Hashem he saw amidst difficulty. That's what he spoke about. That's a remark spoke about. And I want to say that amidst challenges and difficulty, could we find areas that we can produce Nisan? It's a hard attitude. Because when we face difficulties, we're in so much pain, rightfully, and we're not asking to be pretend. But amidst challenges, amidst Hester, Amidst worries, can we find the beauty? We're Zaychim, we're part of a Hevra. We see so much beauty around us. How many guys, look around the room, how many guys amidst challenges, difficulties, tough things, stood up and see how much beauty exists in this room right now? And I ask everybody on Zoom and everybody on person, could we resolve this Tishvav to say, and to try to dig deep amidst difficulties in life. We face challenges and we'll feel. 
But can we ask ourselves and find it within ourselves to say, how can I produce Nisim? We always daven for miracles. Amidst, we need a refuel, we daven for miracles. Amidst, tester, we daven for clarity. Can we also say to ourselves, let's produce miracles amidst challenges. Yeshio arises from challenges. Yeshio is given birth to from two generations of Hester, of deep difficulty, emerges a Yeshio, emerges somebody who said amidst these difficulties, I can make Nisim. So my first, my first message and request from the Hever, from us all, on this Yom Tainus is to resolve in a world of challenges that we're going to ask ourselves going forward amidst challenges, what mace? Where in this situation can I make a miracle? It's difficult, it's schwer, there's darkness, but what miracle can I create? How can I rise above my nature? That's request number one. And we ask Hashem, we'll make miracles, Hashem. On this Yom Tainus, we're committed in our own lives to produce miracles so Hashem, we're asking for the ultimate nace. Son, nace, raise that flagpole, Lekabes Goliath. We'll make nisim. We swear, we promise, we'll make nisim. We're going to rise. We're going to grow. We're going to create nisim. The Kleisenberger Rebbe, we learned this morning, when he was shot with a bullet and gushing, he said to Hashem, I'm in pain. I'm going to build a hospital. I'm going to make a hospital. I'm going to make Yiddin not in pain. He made a miracle. He was Zaycheh to rebuild. My Oma was determined to raise a from family. She was determined. She loved Yiddishkeit. She loved Hashem. She was Zaycheh. She made Nisim. A lone girl, alone in the world, married a from Yid. Raised a from family. She made Nisim. Hashem made Nisim for her. Tremendous gula she was Zaychetu. So I say on this Tisha B'Av, let's resolve, let's be inspired from Yeshio. Let's be inspired from the Kleisenberger. Let's take Hester, a bullet wound turned into a hospital. Naira. The Kleisenberger's bullet wound turned into a hospital. You know how many Yesayim and Almanis, Reb Solomon, helped? You know how many Almanis he helped? His bullet, his wound, turned into so much healing. He made Nisim. The Teva of going through difficulty is to become bitter. It's to become a cynical, bitter person. But he didn't do that. He did the opposite. He made Nisim. His difficulty, his Hester became something beautiful. He turned the fact that he was once a Yasim. And he said, I'm going to make Almanis. And he helped many Yisayimim, many Almanis, Rav Matziyah Salman. We had a, two brothers in Yeshiva, Yisayimim. Rav Matziyah, one of the busiest people in the world. The Yasim called him up to come. Come Shabbos, you're in. When he was betaykfai, when he was well, a Yasim called, you're in. Come to Shabbos, of course. Made Nisim, you're too busy, impossible. Man's traveling, being the whole world wanted a piece of Rav Matziyah Salman. A Yassim called up because he was a Yassim when he was younger and he felt the pain and he made Nisim. Might be the Teva of the world, might be you go through difficulty to become hardened, to become tough. He became soft. He said, Fakert. A Bachar in Yeshiva, it's very meaningful that a guy in Yeshiva told me this Pshat. I want to share Pshat. Avi, I want to share. 
I've, I've been zeichet to be changed. My life was changed. I'm a Waterbury kid. I was changed. I entered the Waterbury yeshiva, and I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. I'm like between. I've graduated 10th grade. I'm starting 11th this year. I'm in the middle of 11th. I'm going, I'm looking forward. And I was changed by the yeshiva. And a guy told me a vert that I seen guys in the yeshiva live, and exactly what we're saying turn difficulty into beauty. Turn Hester, turn challenges into something special. From that place of this clarity, anybody who struggles knows from that place you can produce something. Gullus can produce something. Gullus produces the heroism of Yeshiyahu. Gullus produces a Kleisenberger Rebbe. Amidst difficulty, one can find the beauty. Everybody, just go into a dark room and see the power of a light in a dark room. It's epic and it's strong. And Gullus can produce that. Abacher told me the following word. I was once speaking in yeshiva and I learned the Gemara Baba Kama with the Chavr. The Gemara Baba Kama says that whoever davens for his friend and you need that very thing you get answered first. So I said to the Hevra, I can't, could you imagine a guy who has no kids? You know the tsar of not having children? The loneliness. The neighbors, mazel tov, mazel tov, you live in a community. Your friends are having children. You know the loneliness? And no child is coming. The pain of not finding a shidduch. Guy's 28, a girl's 27. They can't find the shidduch. They're looking for a mate. They're looking for a spouse to build the Yiddish shtub, to build the Yiddish home. The painful, I can't find the right match. Painful tsar gadol. I said I can't fathom that somebody amidst such challenges could have them for somebody else. I, can't, I, I want to understand that prayer. Shem, I'm thinking of the person, I, I can't imagine. What are they saying to God? I, I'd love to listen in. Shem, I beg you. Think about the 28-year-old who doesn't have a shidduch. I get it, the married guy is a smishpacha. Hashem, I beg you, give my friend a shidduch. I plead with you, my friend needs a shidduch. It's delightful, the married life is wonderful. A partner, a partner who shares your values, the beauty of marriage, awesome marriage. A friend like no friend, every other friend is but a weak example of the friendship of marriage. Hashem, please be mezakeh, my friend, my lonely friend. That prayer I hear, what does the prayer look like of the guy who has no shidduch davening for his friend to get a shidduch? Hashem, I beg you, he should... He should what? Amidst the loneliness, how could he even do it? That's what I asked. So I said, somebody so big... To do such a thing, you get answered. You're so unselfish, so you get answered. That's what I said. I'm happy my sister's here. I'm happy she should hear what Abacher taught me. He changed my life. Abacher said, you missed it, baby. You didn't understand. Pshat in the Gemara, Baba Kama, wrong pshat. I thought pshat in the Gemara, the guy is so big. He had the mishtachim b'tzara delay. He forgets his own tzar and he davens for somebody else. So I said, he's Azag He's so big, Hashem answers his prayers. That's what I thought, Avi. A Bachar in Yeshiva said, Debbie, you don't understand. Changed my life. 
And I, the Bachar said it, but many Bachram have lived this. I've seen it lived in my life, and it will really define better what I'm asking, Avi. What I'm asking, Bechavram. A Bachar said, Rebbe, you have wrong pshat. Yeah, I thought I learned good pshat. I learned the Gemara Baba Kama. Beautiful Gemara Baba Kama. I learned it the first time in 10th grade. I had a wonderful Rebbe. My friends and I, we finished Baba Kama. And that's an amazing Gemara. And I thought, as that Sadiq, Yaakov, good pshat, no? Kol mispalu ba'atcham yadavim for your friend. You had the very same need. So you're such a big person. I, I, it's, it's wild. Baruch said, you have it wrong. You have it wrong. He said, I don't get how the married guy could daven for the other guy. You don't know what it feels like. He said, He's making miracles. He's in Tsar. He's the Kloisenberger Rebbe with a bullet wound in him who said, I'm building hospitals. I know what pain feels like. I'm the one to say I want to heal human beings. He said, saying that I understand if Hashem put me in this situation, then I'm actually, not despite, I have my own thing, but despite, I, no, no, no. I know what it means to be lonely. I'm going to make sure people are less lonely. That's why I'm lonely. The Hester itself can produce. I'm lonely. Oh, do I know what it means to be lonely? He becomes a davener for other lonely people. It's not, the, it's not fighting himself. It's not he's in so much pain and he like bites his tongue. He said, Rebbe, you don't understand the attitude of the Gemara. It's not what it's saying. It's not saying like you. It's not saying the guy bites his tongue and somehow forgets. He davens because he's aware of his own sire. He's aware. He lives in his sire. That's what brings him to prayer. The very difficulty brings him somewhere. He feels the pain. So then he davens. You picture the prayer. This Bachar didn't understand how somebody could pray. If they, how do you pray? It can't be the same prayer. And of course, he makes miracles. He takes the situation he's in precisely and uses it for the betterment of others. So who nenetchil Hashem makes miracles for him. So then he's takazaych in the miracles. That's what I'm asking, Rabbi Say, that to take the difficult situations, the challenges of our life, and ask ourselves, what hospital can we build? What can we do? What Kiddush Shemayim can we create amidst difficulties? It's not just about holding on. It's not just about surviving. It's not just about healing. It's about asking amidst challenges, amidst Hester, what Nisan, what light can we shine? What light can we shine? That's... That's the first message I want to say. The second thing I want to close, I want to close, I want to sing something together, Rabbi. So we've been singing the whole three weeks. We've really been singing it since Shavuos. And we were pointed to a song where we ask Hashem, Hashem, please make our prayers sweet. We ask Hashem, that our prayers should be sweet to Hashem. And I want to say like this, Rabbi Say. My kids, my, one of my kids had a friend over and they were both drawing a picture. And then they showed me the picture. And I'm going to be honest, it's the only way to be. My kids' picture was so ridiculously delightful to me. 
It just filled me with Simcha because it was my kid's picture. And the other picture I had to work on was a wonderful person, but it wasn't the same. I had to be nice, my kid's friends over, but it wasn't my kid's picture. That's how life is. I'm a tattoo, my kid's picture is still like. Your kid is so cute and precious. And I want to say that's the relationship we ask and we want from Hashem. It's not X and O's. I've been a good boy. Somebody asked, my wife and I were listening today for a few minutes. Somebody asked, Reb Reidowitz, I like him a lot. He's a brilliant Talmud Chacham. Somebody today, I listened to him for six minutes. And one of the minutes, somebody asked him, does God love better Reb Yashir, Reb Chaim Kanievsky, or a Yid who's sinning? You know, he paused, he said, I can't answer the question. But he said, I would like to ask you, he said, you're a parent. Your kid going in the way that gives you nachas. He said, and the kid who's struggling off the derech, do you like one better than the other? He said, I ask you. He said, I admit that the kid who's struggling, there's a lot of tsar that's mixed into your love, but your love is untainted. But there is tsar there. And the kid going in the way, there's just love and there's no tsar. But I ask you, do you love more, one more than the other? Shem has a tremendous love of us, and we get into a game that's very, very unhealthy. Hashem, I've been a good boy, I'm doing better. I beg you, Hashem, love our prayers. We want the relationship of a father and a son. We just want to be close to you. We want to be close. We want to be your children. We want to be your children that you get excited, that you just love our pictures, that our mitzvahs are exciting to you, that our mitzvahs just beautiful. Trust me, somebody could draw a lot better than my kids, but I like my kids' picture. Every parent puts the kids' picture on the fridge. That's not all out to make, it's not psychology. Like your kid will feel good, because your kid's picture is better than a Rembrandt. Your kid's picture, I don't care how good Rembrandt draws. I like my kid's picture a lot, a lot. Rembrandt doesn't go in my fridge. Yisrael Mayer's pictures do. Because they're so sweet and thoughtful and zis and nice. It's my child's picture. And we ask Hashem, please Hashem, let our prayers and all our avoid to be sweet to you once again. We want to live as children to a parent. We want to live with a tremendous closeness that our actions are beautiful. We want our lulav to be precious to you. We want all of our mitzvahs. We want to live as your children. We're going to make a Kabbalah. We ask two things to live as your children, to live in that state of your children. So we first spoke about taking difficulties and making, making something special out of a difficulty. The second thing I want to ask is we want to live as Hashem's children, so see the next person as Hashem's children, child. I had a Maisa, a guy who was trying to close the yeshiva down. He was calling the government repeatedly on the yeshiva. And a difficult person, a struggling, a wonderful person who has deep challenges in life and deep struggles, you can imagine. And I wanted a daven against him. I wanted a daven, v'lam al and I wanted a daven. And I started learning the sugya. It's a sugya of Meiser Dinai Lashemayim. The Gemara is it's very, very strict to daven against the Yid. So I was looking up the sugyas. There are times you're allowed to. I was looking up the sugyas. 
One thing I ask you, one thing I, st- I, I, I came to. If a guy's, if, if Rabbi Russ's son chaperones you, you say, Rabbi Russ, right? you love Rabbi Russ, he's crazy about you. you say, Rabbi Russ, Rabbi Russ, the kid's bothering you. My son, your son's bothering me. If you don't chap, it's his son that he's crazy over, that he's in love with, you're, you're missing something. Whatever you say, just chap, it's his son. A bacher today came to me, another guy in yeshiva is keeping him awake. I care so much that he's being kept awake, but I also care about a lot about the noisy guy. They're both my children. They're both. They're both banim. They're both children. And I want to say that in wanting so badly that loving relationship with Hashem, our prayers and all our avodah should be magnificent to you. Should be delightful, your kid's prayer. It's your kid's picture. It's beautiful. All our avodah. However frail, however out of the lines, the picture should be wonderful. So I want to commit that I'm going to see the next year as your kid too. I'm going to see, I'm going to see Hashem Tzolchah. Hashem gives back what we give. If I see the next Yid as precious, Hashem's child. When I was thinking about davening against this guy, it occurred to me, even in cases you're allowed, but remember, you're davening to Hashem about his son. There's a certain way you'd speak. To somebody else, you go up, that jerk is bothering me. To the father, you say, I know he's so sweet, your son. He's just a little annoying sometimes. <laughs> you'd come, you'd push it. You'd have a certain akara. So I'm asking that we remember that the next person, let's be mechaber. Let's show great dignity to every yid. Let's be mechazik, stronger and better. I know I'm speaking to a chever that's good with this. It's one of the most important questions we're asked after our lives. Himlach did you make your friend the melech? Let's treat the next person, everybody across, across the lines. Let's treat the next person like a melech, like a precious person person who's, who's a child of Hashem, and we ask Hashem then, return us to Tzion. Let's get back that loving, beautiful begali. It's there anyway, but let's live with it. Let's have it full time. So I'm going to ask if we can close singing this prayer with our two commitments. Our commitments to take difficult situations and create nascent miracles, create wondrous things and Kiddush Shemaim amidst difficulty. And our second attempt that we're going to look at another Yid better, son of Hashem, an important person, every boy, every girl, we're going to look at in a better way, in better eyes. And through that, we ask Hashem, we're going to look at your children, precious. Look at us that way. Look at us that way. Like all our pictures, all our avayda, however frail and feeble, should be delicious and delightful. Hang it on your fridge and appreciate it. Revezi, can you start with Sayyarev, please? <laughs>
by saying that there are many different emotions and we're capable of many emotions. We've been singing a lot, Lama Lanetzach, Tishkacheinu. It actually fascinates me that the same people that sang, Avi, to me it's remarkable. We asked Hashem, why do you seem to forsake us? You seem to just leave us and we cry out and feel a lack. And the same people that said Lama Lanetzach also said, we quoted Yeshio's words. We said, Tzadiku Hashem ki piu marisi. That Hashem is right, I have work to be done, I rebelled. And all the different emotions that are in us are all very, very important and powerful. The sense that we want Hashem and the sense and the part of us that feels we're very good people. We're beautiful people. How can a Kloisenberger Rebbe be in a concentration camp? How can people here be on the floor? How can, how can this Bachar suffer with anxiety? Is a loud question. I don't understand. I don't understand. We're allowed to ask. We're allowed to ask, and that's a part of ourselves that's been expressed on Teshuvah. And has mourned and felt lacking, and even asked. Ask those words. But we have all different parts in ourselves. And we also have parts that say, Tzadiku Hashem ki marisi. We also have parts to say we have work to be done. I want to say that it's, it's appreciated to be with such a chevra that's going on such a journey and, and, and checking in to all the different emotions. I so appreciate that you and I could sing together. We could sing together, Lama Lanetzach Tishkacheinu. We could sing that together. And we could also sing together songs of hope. We could also sing together songs of tshuva. We're capable of, of feeling all the different parts of ourselves. All the parts have a place in Hashem. We should merit speedily in our day. We should merit to see a restoration of our Ramas Karen Yisrael. Tremendous upturn in the beauty and the dignity and the pride of a Yid. We should see Yidin emerging with tremendous beauty from difficulty. We should see people shining, building hospitals, building, forget hospitals, there shouldn't be a need for hospitals, building beautiful Bate Midrashais, Bate Kinesiais, beautiful communities. We should see Takasanes 
through all the nisim that Yidin are making and will continue to make, Hashem should sanes, raise the flagpole, Lekabis Gol to gather us together again, and we should live very, very openly and very powerfully as Hashem's people, as the nation who feels a tremendous, tremendous bond with Hashem, that we experience and live and are in touch with this overwhelmingly powerful bond with Hashem should be speedily in our days. We definitely, what we're going to do, let's, at 7 to 9, we're going to intersperse the song. I only want to make sure that happens.